right, let's uh, remind you of that number again, 0605842250. That's the WhatsApp voice note number. We, we're shifting gears. Now, we talked about what happened over the weekend. So the lady that you know very, very well in football, who was steering the ship as the first female staff of vice president until the tables were turned this past weekend. So it was a case of Riali Drab, as well as the former acting CEO, Gay Mukwena, who were removed from their seats as vice presidents after a dramatic uh, National Executive Committee meeting. Uh, I believe that it lasted something like 10 hours on Saturday. So she has vowed, though, to challenge her removal. So let's find out a little bit more about what transpired this past weekend. I'm joined on the line. As I said, really, Droba was due to chat to us, but there has been a circular that has been sent out from SAFA reminding members that they cannot indulge in conversations with members of the media without them having to uh, gain permission for such to be granted at first. Debo Komotlante is the SAFA CEO. He joins me on the line. Good evening, Mr. CEO. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Bob. Good evening to you and the listeners. Just firstly, to confirm, yours as the SAFA CEO has been extended up until December. Yes, uh, the NEC took a decision to extend it up until the end of December. Are you happy with that? Uh, I'm happy, Rob, because it gives me uh, more chance to deal with uh, issues which I already started dealing with. What's priority for you right now? Well, of course, the major priority is cost-cutting measures, which including uh, cutting of uh, the salary bill, cutting of other expenditure from all aspects of the association. If there's cost-cutting, it means loss of jobs. Is that correct? Not necessarily, Rob, because uh, from the SAFA perspective, it's not only about jobs. It's to looking at uh, all the aspects of uh, the gate to say how as administration are we spending, including looking at also making recommendations at the NEC on the size of committees, how do we reshuffle them, how do we reduce them, how, how do we uh, get a right size with a right, which will uh, talk to our budget. Mm. So with the extension up until December, the reason why I asked you if you, you're happy or not with that, I was going to ask you again that what about making that post permanent? I mean, would you not prefer it to be a permanent post, or do you believe that that will be advertised? I mean, I don't know what the procedures are when it comes to SAFA, but what would it take for that position to be made permanent? Well, uh, there was a process which was started before I could even uh, take over. There is a process which uh, has been started, and the NC has said, let's respect to the process and go uh, and interview people and then uh, choose the right one. Of course, uh, I, I will also be considered for that uh, as far as that recommendation goes, and it's just to respect the process which was started. All right, so I, w- I would be correct in saying that if a position for permanent CEO were to come up, you would put your hand up for that? Yes, I would do so. Okay. Talking about putting hands up, the dismissal of the two members of the weekend, was that a unanimous decision? Yes, uh, Rob, it was, uh, because uh, it was, we, we had only, when it comes to VP Riali Drama, 
there were three abstentions. Uh, three people who did not vote, and there was one who voted against. And uh, 20, 19 of the members have voted. We had 23 members in, the, in attendance of that meeting. So just three abstentions? Yes. So were they both on similar grounds? Okay. From what I'm hearing, that uh, the CEO has unfortunately dropped the line. But we will get him back as soon as we can. I mean, those are the dynamics that are currently facing the members. I, I can safely tell you that as we try and get him back on the line, that all sorts of things would have transpired over the weekend. Yes, the reality Dwaba is challenging this motion on various grounds. She would have told us herself why she's challenging and what she feels about her dismissal. But just before we went on air, that appointment with us here on Marrow Sports Worldwide had to be canned uh, because it would have been in transgression of SAFA rules, is what I am told. So we will do our level best. In fact, we will get him back after the news. So stick around. It's an important conversation. Um, it's not every day that you have a vice president of an association as well as an acting CEO then being moved from their seats as vice presidents. So I hope we get a bit more from Deboho Atlante. We'll listen to a couple of your voice notes. I know that they are streaming in as we speak. Hey Rob, this is Kimsani from Gomsanga in Pumalanga. Yeah, when the Rala Goropo Kusafa Egea Tisteba, Ipola Leto Ali Indawe, I want to development to like Ali Indawe, like Pantunje, Baizeli Mali, Lapana, Bangi Kunda, Seba Tala Lavantulava, Rantaba Igu Pension, Abai Pension, and then Banigese a fresh blood, itu Rob, Swanguti, Zamba Ganja. Hi Marawa and the listeners of um, Marawa uh, Sports uh, Worldwide. I think uh, currently the South African football would not change if we don't see our former players such as uh, Lucas Radebe, Dr. Kumalo and uh, many more being in the forefront of SAFA and PSL. All we see these guys are doing is currently being presenters at the uh, broadcasting uh, companies. I'm not sure if they retire to become uh, presenters or what, but uh, we need them on board. You're still tuned into Marawa Sports Worldwide. It's the Monday edition. It's Lockdown Radio's Reaction Monday. Reacting to obviously not football on the field, but those that run football off the field. All the happenings. Tebo Komotante is the SAFA CEO. He's back on the line. We did lose him. Let's get straight to the bottom of understanding as honestly and as openly as you can, uh, please, advocate, regarding 
the Litwaba as well as the Mukwena issues? What has led to them leaving? Okay, uh, Rob, let me start with uh, the, the Lidova matter. The, right. the Lidova matter, what happened was we, we, the president said when he was attending the meeting with the minister, the minister indicated that uh, he had received a letter from uh, Ms. Lidova, which uh, had to do with the association. And after the meeting, the president wrote to uh, to say, can I have a copy? Because when you talk about us as the association, it's only fair that you favor us with a copy. The response of Ms. Medova was, I will contact the minister to check if he will allow me to give you the letter. Then the president reported it to me as the secretariat. You know, as the secretariat of that agency, correspondences comes through me. And then after not getting the letter, I had to put it to the NEC so that in terms of the proper governance, which everyone speaks about, the NEC does not hear one day the minister saying, I spoke to a president about the letter. The purpose of having it in that uh, report which I gave to the NEC was that I was informed, I was discharging my duties of saying I was indeed informed. And uh, we have not received the letter. And the NEC uh, debated, asked uh, Mele Dwaba about the letter. She acknowledged that she wrote a letter. She was looking for intervention, not interference. And the NEC felt that uh, she has overlooked them in that if she had any difficulties with the president, the first point of call should have been the NEC to say to the NEC, look, I have these challenges and I want us to address these challenges. So going to the Ministry of Sport was tantamount to involving third parties into the matters of the association. And, uh, of course, the NEC then took a decision to recall her from the vice presidency as she was elected by the NEC. As far as Mr. Mukwena is so concerned, the, then... So just, just before you get to the Mukwena one, so that we try and just ventilate one before going into the other. So she had a, a, a plan or an idea or a wish to present her letter to the NEC on Saturday. Am I reading that correctly? She, she wanted to articulate that in full presence of everybody that was there. No, no, she was asked and uh, there was no commitment from her. She was even, uh, there was a suggestion from the NEC to say, maybe we must adjourn from five, for five minutes and you give us the letter. But she wanted to talk more about what made her to write the letter instead of producing that letter. And we left the NEC just to do on the court. We left uh, that uh, NEC without uh, the contents of that letter. So nobody at South has seen the letter, or the NEC yes, letter, for that matter? Uh, yes, except that we are seeing one on uh, social media purported to be the contents of the letter, but there is no official letter which uh, SAFA has. And what, was there a fear, though, in whatever the contents were, or is that due process within SAFA to have full view of a letter before a person, one of the vice presidents, for example, has to address the NEC. Is that the standard procedure? No, no there is no standard uh, procedure like that, Rob. Remember that uh, mm. in terms of uh, normal governance issues, communication between the association and any third party should be from the office of the CEO or, or the office of the president in terms of our communication policy. 
So the, the first bridge was that it has gone out uh, and it was not even uh, sent to the association in any way. And it is talking about the association. So the NEC said, at least we should have been afforded the chance, even if you were to write to the minister. You could have copied us, you could have uh, spoken to us first and say, this is an issue, let us deal with the issue internally before inviting third parties. And the letter that went to the minister is a letter that you are aware of, you've seen yourself as CEO and the president of the association have had view of that letter. No, no, I, I have not seen that letter. The president has not seen that letter. Like I say, officially we have not mm. received any letter. That's why the president was requesting for that letter to say the minister brought the subject of the letter. Can we have the copy as the association so that we know what concerns are and if there are internal things we can then address them. Mm. So that letter... To the minister, you have not seen it, neither has it been presented to the NEC. Uh, the letter that she was going to present on the day to the NEC is also a letter that you have not seen. Just for clarity, are, no, no, are you able to confirm me, she, she, The letter to the minister, I have never had sight, the president has never had sight. What she wanted to present uh, to the NEC, it was her own report which she was given uh, she was given some time. She requested the president for some time in the meeting, and she presented the grievances which were uh, which were addressed, and uh, she gave me a copy of that one because that one was uh, uh, sort of uh, what she what is her real concerns. But she also said it's not what she had sent to the minister because. What she had said verbally in that meeting was to the minister. She wanted the minister to intervene in assisting the NEC to have the meeting because she has written uh, uh, to the president requesting that he call NEC meeting and the president said to the meeting that but I did respond to her and uh, I have proof that I responded to her in form of whatsapps and emails. What is the play here, advocate, when you have to break it down in layman's terms? What are her issues? What does she have a gripe with regarding the president of the association? Well, the, what she presented as the, when after she requested uh, to present, she had nothing against the president, except to say she says she has uh, raised some issues with the president in the past, and the president has never uh, attended to those issues. And uh, the fact that uh, the fact that uh, some of the NEC members uh, had attacked her in WhatsApps and all this. But at the closing, the, one of her closing remarks was that she respected the president and she will continue to work with the president. Those were her words in the meeting. Does she have an issue with the appointment of Gay Mukwen as acting CEO? Does she have a, a problem with the appointment of Mafovan into the administration? Does she have a problem with the appointment of Steve Pila after the submission by the School Sport Committee of the NEC? Uh, does she have a problem with the nomination to serve at Saskog two days before the deadline? I mean, I can go on and on, but are those issues yes, that yes, are, you are yeah, familiar yeah, with? Yeah, yeah. You are, you are summarizing them well because they are included in the report which she handed when she, when, when after she had requested for some time to talk. But I must still emphasize that she had said it's not what she had written to the minister. To the minister, she wanted uh, the minister to assist 
in having a meeting after the Mokuna report. Mm. But had she been granted or given an opportunity to address the NEC over the weekend, she would have referred to the, the letter, which in part has the grievances, which are not the same as the letter that was sent to the minister. She, she was given time, uh, uh, Rob, and mm. uh, those concerns were even addressed. You see, the issues which were raising, the appointment of Mr. Mafovari, the appointment of Mr. Demokwena, she had contended that it was done, not done in the NEC, and the NEC members proved to her that it was done there in the NEC, and uh, the issue of this bill. All, and we must just also be clear, on those issues, uh, the president of the association, it was proven to her that the president of the association did not play any role in any of the issues. As a person in your position, what do you make of all of this? And if she's going to be fighting and challenging her dismissal, will there be grounds? I mean, you're a legal person yourself. I mean, do you find that there will be loopholes that she might explore and exploit to, to try and win her position back? Look, uh, Rob, I must uh, put a disclaimer that I'm giving you my personal opinion. Uh, mm. Looking at uh, the statute, I don't want to prejudice her and she feel like uh, I've already made a decision on the case. But if you look at the... Mm. At Article 34, it gives uh, the NEC the right to take uh, such a decision. And you also look, uh, you know, the, the the statute of SAFA was changed towards elections. And in terms of the statutes, in the past, you used to have vice presidents elected by the Congress. And it was changed towards election to say instead of having vice president elected by the Congress, you'll elect only a national executive committee member then the National Executive Committee will come together after Congress and nominate the Vice President. So in terms of the principles of democratic centralism and also the question that when we vote you, it's a contract between you and us. And if we lose confidence in you, we have the right to say we no longer want to be led by you. It's just like the regions of Safa, uh, if the majority of uh, Safa regions comes, and it's there in the Constitution that if one third of the regions comes and say we have lost confidence in the president, then the president will go. So I, I, I don't see any grounds from where I'm sitting, because everything, according to me, was done uh, in terms of the Constitution. And, of course, she says there are side issues, but she knew prior that this was going to happen. Those are the issues which need evidence to say, look, this was a well caucused uh, thing, and uh, uh, even if I had not written the letter to the minister, that was still going to happen. Then it seemed then on her to prove that case. How much trust is there in this NEC? Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, though, there's been some communique that might have happened this morning, um, you know, really spelling out the issues around information leaking out and being dished out to the public and the consequences that might face the members uh, who are dishing out this information as well. Is there something like that? No, no, Rob, what happened is the morning from my office, was uh, just to remind members that the association has a communication policy. It was, in fact, directed to the NEC members to say we have uh, the communication policy and we wish that uh, people respect it. It was one 
you 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 should not uh, also prejudice people who are saying we still want to take further action because already it became clear that uh, Ms. Ledova said she's going to pursue them. So you don't need to prejudice her by getting other NEC members and you get uh, other people saying this happened in the meeting, this is what happened. You then have that uh, kangaroo trial in the media or elsewhere or the media trial. So it was just to remind them that in terms of that uh, that uh, media policy, we have a one-voice one policy. And uh, the people who represent the association is the president who can speak on behalf of the CEO. Any other person who wants to speak on any other issue must get a prior approval. So we were due to chat to Riali Dwaba today. So does she then fall into that category that she hasn't sought the permission to have the conversation with us tonight? Yes, I think uh, she's bound uh, by that uh, media policy. Remember that as policymakers, they are the ones who make uh, this policy. And of course, you have a precedent where you had the one of the former vice presidents who went and spoke about uh, Bafana performance and Bafana coach, and that resulted in her being disciplined through the arbitration process and the Congress taking a decision against uh, him and uh, expelling him for having spoken without uh, authority. So that uh, policy is not necessarily made for Maria Ledova. It is meant, it has been there, and there is a precedence uh, in that uh, in that. In that. Are you aware of any members or people working in the office that have been asked to hand in their laptops? No, there is no one who was asked to hand in the laptop. Uh, Rob, listen, we, we are partially waiting, and that one uh, I can put on record. We have never asked anyone to hand in the laptop or anything, because today in the office it was only myself and the CFO, uh, who who had uh, meetings which we were doing from the office. Nobody is coming to the office. So nobody has been asked just so that they can figure out who was leaking information uh, out to the public? Nobody has been asked that, Rob. The only communique which went out was to the NEC members, and it was to say, reminding them about media policy. Yeah, there is no much worry about uh, the leaking of information or anyone uh, being staff or any key member. Nobody was asked any to hand over anything. All right, let's uh, touch on Game Ukwena now because a lot has been said about him. There's been a request to put uh, his report on the table so that it can be discussed or whether there's going to be an independent body or commission that's going to be uh, asked to come and preside over that and decisions being taken uh, regarding uh, all of the so-called explosive uh, expose type of material that he had uh, in that communique that went uh, public, uh, you know, about a month or so ago. What's the latest on him, and was that part and parcel of what contributed to his removal as well over the weekend? Uh, the report was placed before the NEC, as I previously indicated, that it mm-hmm. will need a decision to the NEC on how it needs to be processed going forward. I must also mention that Mr. Mukwena was uh, in the meeting, and the NEC debated uh, around the report, and there were issues which were not happy with. One of it being the fact that on the 11th of March, Mr. Mukwena wrote an, uh, a report as the acting CEO to the presidency, and then uh, 
10 days after when he was told that uh, you can no longer continue as the CEO, he then writes uh, another report now paints a very different picture which has a lot of allegations which uh, the NEC felt that they are not substantiated. There is no evidence to what he is saying looking at both reports. And the NEC then uh, overwhelmingly decided to say the report must be uh, must not be considered. It must uh, not be considered because it, it does not represent what he had previously said to them. And of course, uh, Mel Dwaba and others. Uh, it was two people who have said we do not agree with the approach, but the majority of the members said uh, the report needs to be uh, set aside and not be considered because it does not have evidence which supports the allegations and they have 11 uh, uh, March uh, reports which is totally different to it so something was not adding up according to them. So if you had to tell us about the grounds that led to his removal over the weekend, what would you say there were? Well, the members were not happy uh, for the fact that one, he, he sent the report to them whereas the report is already with the media because the report was received by the media on the 25th, and members only received it on the 27th. And two, they said it breaks uh, the, the the issue of trust. One member, in fact, said they feel that they've been misled, because uh, during his time as the CEO, the report he had presented never included those allegations. There were one or two NEC meetings which he attended, and he has never raised those allegations. And they found it uh, a, bit, uh, a bit worrisome that uh, after this position of the CEO, he will then make those uh, allegations. What's, what's led to this? I know that through many years, and, and we've sat through deliberations here, we've, I mean, we've pointed a finger itself on, on many different levels, but for different reasons as well. Why do you think now there's this culmination of heat that's coming through from Safa. Why is it now that during this lockdown period where football, whether it is coming back or not coming back, or Safa is the mother body, that we're seeing all of this now playing itself out publicly, leaked documents going uh, to members of the media, this emerging here, that going to the public, um, communications that's been happening on uh, WhatsApp and so on, uh, being put out there to public consumption and on social media platforms. Why do you think that at this time, when the debates about the return back to football should be happening, we're getting all of these splits that are going on within the association? Uh, Rob, I'll give you my personal opinion. My personal opinion is that most people have uh, enough time at their hands. Uh, there are no soccer programs, so everyone is just looking at uh, the, the administrative side of football and uh, what can they do. And I, I personally feel, looking at the way this report comes, first go to the media, then comes to the association, go to third parties before they come to the association. I think they're just aim, nothing but aiming at uh, discrediting the association and the current democratically elected leadership. That, that's my take on it, because as you rightfully say, it has been quite nice when we had programs. I mean, people are reporting issues which they are saying happened about three, five years ago. The question is, why did people keep quiet uh, all along? Uh, were they afraid? Because there were congresses where all regions comes and feed. 
and the fact that there is no region. Remember, in terms of the constitution, individuals are not members of SAFA. Regions are members of SAFA, but you don't have a region which has stood up to date, even after this list, which says we want this leadership to go. So that tells you it's just people who have an agenda against the association. Maybe it's because they want to occupy those positions. One can come to that conclusion given uh, the fact of how these things are happening. Do you get a sense that they want Danny Jordan gone? Well, the, the fact that uh, he has been put uh, as a target even on things which he has not done, because on Saturday he had said uh, who appointed all these people. Uh, like, let me take a read, for instance, the question of that the money was used to pay for one NEC member who was suspected to have COVID. It was asked in the meeting, therefore, did the president have any relationship? No, I, the, 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 the request was approved by myself together with the acting CEO, then Mr. McQueen. So, you see, the president is not involved, but his name keeps on being direct. Uh, One can conclude that uh, maybe people are just targeting him as an individual and the association. I mean, it it, it drags down to lower divisions as well, where the the question was about the ABC Mojipa, the monthly grants, if those have been paid or not. They, they, they've been paid, uh, Rob. What we, uh, what we, we now owe ABC Mutsipe is second round traveling, which can only be paid after the league is completed. All right. Spiel on Twitter says, thank you for, uh, listening to the other side of the story in this Safa saga. It was sickening to only read one side of the story for most of the weekend. Um, Abedria is not as innocent, just as Danny Jordan is also not innocent. Both must leave. Um, you know, so it, it, it really has divided so many different thoughts and opinions about an association that has never been too far away from controversy. And you coming in at the center of all of this, having your term extended until December, how do you clean up shop here to have everything realigned? Do you think that the removal of these two now sets things up uh, to run things as according to how you envisage it, uh, Mr. McClant? Look, it's always going to be a challenge because you are running a democratic organization. And when you run a democratic organization, you see, the democracy which people will express will sometimes come into being. Uh, personally, I will not say uh, my view is whether I'm happy or not. I will not uh, uh, show you uh, or say to you I'm happy or not happy about the process. But uh, I need a process where people will respect the Constitution. If I'm not happy with one thing, I must not cite the Constitution because, you see, uh, the democracy brings us people who say, when it suits them, they will say the Constitution says this. But when it does not suit them, they will go outside the Constitution. Being from the legal background, I'll plead with the board members to say, let us be guided by our Bible, which is the Constitution. Mm. We, we People there cannot all be friends. The relationship cannot be the same. But the Constitution regulates relationships. If I'm not happy about something, the first point of call should be the Constitution. And I should ask myself, am I doing this? Because this association is governed through its constitution, and it is not because of personalities. I hear people saying, no, there is dictatorship, there is that. The constitution provides. Is the president performing his duties in terms of the constitution? If it's yes and you tick yes, why then do you have problems? We should not be short-socketed to focus on the personal issues. 
And with me going forward uh, up until December, I think it's just to entrench the issue of constitutionality and accountability. And when we go to December Congress and present all this, what happened, I think members will be at a better position to say this is where we are in terms of the association, but people need to respect the constitution because all these issues which we are dealing with, if constitution was followed, you are the CEO, you prepare an activity report for each and every meeting, you update members, you go to congresses, you, 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 you present reports, after presenting those reports, you cannot then go out after five years and disown those reports. So I think it's just a question of constitution and it being uh, respected as uh, it guides everyone in the association. I mean, there's so much more that we could have uh, talked about. It's not going to be the last because there, there are so many issues and different layers uh, that come out of this conversation, uh, Mr. Motlande. But I want to thank you so much for today, uh, for having laid out what I would say is the foundation from a SAFA perspective uh, on what has transpired over the weekend. But we will indeed, and I promise the nation this, we will dig deeper as far as all of these issues are concerned. But thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, thanks, Rob. We'll always be available. And we are saying the context of what's happening, we should look at the Constitution. And the Constitution put answers for different uh, challenges we have. And uh, if there is a breach of Constitution, the Association will not hesitate to take action because that's the guiding document, which when people voluntarily join the Association, they are saying we will prescribe to these statutes. Fantastic. Thank you so much. The South CEO, Deboha Motlante, joining us on the line. Um, a lot to really dig up and unravel in this issue that has really reared its ugly head uh, in, in recent times. And the CEO interaction as well. I want to thank you so much for that. It's not going to be the last that we talk about this one. It's a big one, and I think somewhere, somehow, we need a way forward. One of the voice notes was saying that hey, these old guys must all go in pension um, and give way to younger people to try and run football uh, in South Africa. I don't know if that is uh, indeed the way to go forward. You'll tell us in our next engagement.